On this episode of the Enneagram Mom, we'll be talking about the one wings. to another episode of the Enneagram Mom. I'm so grateful to have you here and listening. Today we are going to dive into the wings of the Enneagram One. And I also wanted to let you know that my retreat still has a couple more spots left. I would jump in on it as soon as you can. So my retreat is going to be, it's an Enneagram based retreat. It's in Zions, Utah, Zions National Park in Utah. It's right outside of it in Hurricane, I believe. Um, I'm like, I think that's the city right outside of it. Anyways, it's going to be absolutely incredible. It's four days, three nights for $300, which is a steal for a retreat. So if you've been thinking about going, hurry and jump on. I do have payment plans so that you can pay until you go. I wanted to make it affordable and so other people can also try to get in on it. And I'm sure if you need a ride down there, um, other people can, um, we can work out rides and things. So I just have a few more spots left and I would love to make sure that you get in and you're not going, man, I wish I would have gone on that retreat. So go ahead and message me. It is October. Now that I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't have the dates up. Okay. Let's look. It is the September 30th, which is a Thursday and it goes until October 3rd, which is a Sunday. So yeah, that's going to be all deep diving into the Enneagram, making sure you know your Enneagram type, helping with your family, your relationships, not only that, but coming with other amazing women to build these strong bonds with. There's going to be paddle boarding. We're going to go hiking in Zions. There's going to be all different fun things. And oh, it's going to be the perfect time of year. I seriously cannot wait and need this girl's weekend more than you know. So let's go and let's do it. All right. Diving into the Enneagram one. Um, I'm so excited. I love, I can't believe we're on the last of the wings. It, it took, you know, like nine really long episodes to get all of this, but we are here and it's the finale of season one. So excited to have you here. All right, we're going to start with Enneagram one wing two, which is known as the advocate. Okay. So when deciding what your wing is, what you're going to do is you always have the core behaviors from your main type. That's like when you pick out your flavor of your ice cream and then the wings are kind of to the side of that. So you're kind of picking up these traits from one side or the other. So with a one, it's going to be either the um, nine to the side, or it's going to be the two to the side. So it's like adding sprinkles to your ice cream. So you are going to have traits from both, but you're going to have usually more of one than the other. So Enneagram ones are idealistic people who live according to their inner values and principles. Twos, on the other hand, are looking for love by serving others and fulfilling their needs. So the combination of these two personality types in a one wing two produces selfless people who are willing to give up on things they love for the sake of others. So the core type here is that 
one. Type ones are generally calm and collected people. They aren't as relationship focused as a two and aren't as emotional. And thanks to their ideals and values, they aren't at all manipulative. Of course, their two wing makes a one wing two a warmer and more interpersonal type of a one but they are overly friendly and generally know their boundaries. A one-wing two may sacrifice their lives for others, but they will not demand or even expect anything back. A one-wing two do what they believe is truly right, and their motives aren't self-serving. They are true altruists. One special thing about a one-wing two is that they are real action takers. They are guided by their internal values. One-wing twos believe that action is what makes an individual who they want to be. A one-wing two may be riddled with fear and doubt like others, but they do what they believe is right even when it gets hard. Failure to do so would mean mediocrity and self-blame, which are more painful than the potential risks of taking action. Ones can be somewhat rigid and judgmental, but those with a two-wing are more flexible and tolerant of others. One-wing twos may have strong opinions about certain subjects, but they are more likely to teach others by example rather than being aggressive. Whether or not others want to hear it, one-wing twos will express their views in private or public. They understand that some of their views may not appeal to others, but they, because they trust their own judgment so much, conveying them to others feel like a personal responsibility. On one hand, one-wing twos want to please others by being friendly and agreeable, but on the other hand, they want to influence others and convince them of their point of view. Like all ones, ones with a wing two are still perfectionists and may experience a great deal of stress because of their high standards. Where other people would be satisfied with good enough, one-wing twos will accept nothing less than perfection. Having anything less than perfect results is perceived as a failure. Generally, ones expect others to be perfect too, but with a one-wing two, they may soften their position when it comes to other people. They may even praise others for less than perfect results, but still hold themselves to a higher standard. Unfortunately, this praise often comes as insecure. By doing what one-wing two may think they are doing is nice, but they don't realize how irritating it might be to others. To sum up, the one-wing two are usually involved in public causes, are true altruists. They want to influence others and convince them of their point of view. They make conscious efforts to be likable. They want to control themselves and others. They are sensitive to criticism. They feel uncomfortable when someone questions their ideals and values. And when unhealthy, they may become manipulative and delusional regarding their own intentions. So that is the Enneagram one wing two. So let's jump into the one wing nine. So this is what's known as the idealist. So one wing nines, um, they have, depending on the strength of the nine wing, which you can have like a weak or a strong wing, they are very sharp and rational people. They're less rigid than their core type. However, ones remain ones and one wing nines are no exception. One wing nines are more introverted than the one wing two counterparts. They enjoy their time alone. They like reading or, or studying their interests quietly. They spend time alone to help develop their idealistic concepts while also protecting them from being influenced by others. 
as ones they want to change the world, but on the other hand, their nine wing makes them want to avoid trouble. Because of these two contradicting desires, one wing nines often appear more dispassionate, like a dispassionate observer. In this sense, they can be very similar to a five. They both love to acquire knowledge and they both appreciate their solitude. However, fives are less judgmental of others. In most cases, they aren't particularly concerned whether someone shares their point of view or takes their advice. One wing nines, however, can be very critical and judgmental. Unlike fives who prefer to keep their thoughts and feelings to themselves, they like to advise people and get upset if others do not take their advice seriously. In a healthy one wing nine, the one's characteristical rigidity, rigid, rigidity, yes, rigidity, I might be saying that wrong, (laughs) is softened by the nine wing. They can be more objective and understanding than the core type. Overall, they come across as educated and very good-mannered people. While certainly they might be a little cold and detached, they make really good friends and good teachers. Because of the nine influence, one-wing nines are less likely to be involved in politics. However, if their nine-wing isn't particularly strong, they may impose their values on others and could become aggressive politicians. Super interesting, huh? If a nine-wing one teach by example, one-wing nines are very impersonal. If they teach, they teach abstract ideas without adding anything personal to it. They are also less likely, or they are also likely to talk more than act. Due to their introversion, nine-wing ones are more likely to write than preach their values. And because of their nine influence, one-wing nines have a strong tendency to filter the world according to their liking. So they want to see and hear what they want to hear because it helps preserve their peace and harmony. So let's see, summing it up, one-wing nines, oh, this puts it as a nine-wing one. Nope, one-wing nines are reserved, logical, respectable, abstract thinkers, detached, idealistic, serious, withdrawn, introverted, independent, self-sufficient, objective, knowledgeable, intellectual, practical, and hardworking. So I'm super interested to know if this helped you figure out your wing. I always love when people can take the information from my podcast and really help absorb it and understand either themselves or someone around them. So I hope this helped out a ton. And again, this is the very end of season one. So we're going to be moving on to season two, which is more about the Enneagram and business. I've decided that that's where my heart really lies is not only talking about the Enneagram, but really using it in people's businesses because not only in business, but also with your mindset, really shifting your mindset, helping you figure out what you want to do in this world and how to make this impact on this world. So that's what we're going to move on to in season two of the Enneagram Mom. Using the Enneagram to build yourself with affirmations, build your mindset, have a better guide of what you want to do and how you want to contribute in the world, whether it's through a business or a nonprofit, whether it's just really diving into yourself and figuring out what do I actually want and what am I supposed to give in this world? Because I believe that each of us is supposed to give. So thank you for listening to the first season of the Enneagram Mom, and we'll see you on the next episode.